Hey everyone, it's The Beast with RexandTheBeast.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Rex and I are going to talk about something new we're doing on the podcast in this episode. We're going to start breaking down Halloween Horror Nights houses into tiers. We're really excited to show you what's getting ready to happen. We're bummed that Halloween Horror Nights isn't happening this year, 2020, but there's still work to be done. So join the journey with us. Here we go. All right, Rex, as everybody knows by now, there's no Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. We talked a lot about this on our last podcast, how it's, it's kind of hard to deal with, you know. I mean, this has been a big part of our life and everything. But you and I have decided there's something else cool that we can do. Uh, we began thinking, how many houses have we actually been through at Halloween Horror Nights over the years? And so we did the math, we did the calculations, drum roll, reveal for us. How many have we done over the years? Well, our first uh, HHN was HHN 13, and of course we've uh, been 17 straight after that through last year, and that is 137 houses that uh, uh, have occurred at HHN since we have been going, and it's just been a blast. Uh, and it's it's awesome to see it put down for these podcasts. We wrote down what the houses were and we put them into the four tiers that we are going to talk about and it's just just awesome to see 137 houses that's just amazing well it's worth taking a drink of my 20 ounce ice cold mountain dew that i bought from walgreens so here's to you all right i i am down i am down 137 houses now i have not been through quite that many because i've missed a couple of events and you were there to make up the events that I've missed. So, you know, we'll talk about that as we get going. But, you know, in, in the, the heartache of not being able to go to Halloween Horror Nights this year, you and I started talking about the history and 13 and all of these houses that we've been to and our legacy and everything. And so we just had this crazy idea. What if we kind of ranked every single haunt that we have ever been to through during Halloween Horror Nights? And so instead of giving them, you know, one through 137 actual rankings, you and I decided, hey, let's let's create a tier system here where we've got one, two, three, four. And I think this will resonate with those fans. You know, tier one is what you and I are referring to. Oh, what, and we're named these tiers. What's the name of tier one? Right. We have named them uh, based upon scare zones from HHN 13, our original HHN, and tier one is Immortal Island. Immortal Island, the idea of immortality, right? These are the best houses. They will live on forever in our, our minds and hearts because they're the best. So every house in tier one that we're going to talk about, we think is the top of the line, right? These are the best houses we've experienced. Tier right. two, what we got there? Port of Evil is tier two. And of course, I can't think of Port of Evil without thinking of that, that great entrance into Halloween Horror Nights. 13, right? These are all from 13, right? That's and, right. That's right. And that great picture that we took with the, uh, you know, the uh, kind of scare actor, the 
whatever with her, her wrapping the chain around Chains. my neck. Yeah. Things that are not going to happen now, actually. You know, there you walk up, they come down, put a chain around you, no big deal. It was it was cool. But yes, that's Report of Evil. Well, that's because now if they if, if fans knew that they would put a chain around you and pose with a picture, there'd be a line 48 miles long. You know, we walked up there and let you take that picture because nobody was in the park, basically. Right, th- right, right. There are six, six seven people milling about. <laughs> Right. We'll talk a lot more about that, but it still just blows my mind when we consider uh, the popularity of Halloween Horror Nights over the years. So that's tier two. So these are these are mazes that are very, very good. Borderline tier one, but not quite. And then tier three. What do we got there? Tier three is Night Prey, which was the scare zone that was in the, you know, what I think of as the back of Islands of Adventure back near Jurassic Park in that area. Night Prey. Okay, so Tier 3 houses are a little, little bit less than, um, you know, exemplary. This is not exactly what we're looking for, but still okay, you know, and they, they still made the grade. And then Tier 4, I think, is, is the best name of all of them, which is... Toxic City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which, of, which of course, comes from... Um, that was the, the scare zone in Marvel Superhero Island uh, in HHN 13. And I will say, you know, thir- Tier 3, I do think, can kind of break either way. I mean, some of the Tier 3 houses are just a shade short of Tier 4, in which case they are not too great, or they're right at Tier 2, in which case they're still pretty good. Still so that's, pretty good, yeah. That's what's sort of interesting. And we should let the, the listeners also know, we literally did this based upon how we felt about the houses. We did not try to make the tiers equal. So right. there are not the same number of houses in each tier. Now, they're not off by much. Um, it's, it's not crazy. I, I, I believe it, it breaks down 37 in Tier 1, 40 in Tier 2, 38 in Tier 3, and 22 in Tier 4. So the only one that is really kind of wildly out of whack is Tier 4. But to us, that actually makes sense because yep. there have not been as many horrible houses as there have been excellent houses and good houses so it works out yeah absolutely you know the thing about toxic city scare zone one of the legacies of that scare zone is this the very first picture we ever took at halloween horror nights i'm standing next to a a, a barrel of um some kind of acid that's bubbling over you know toxic acid or as yeah, our dad would yeah, dad would say noxic noxic fumes, fumes there. noxic fumes uh, yeah. yeah i i i remember that yeah great you had your hair down a little bit and the shades on there yep i remember yep, yep. all right man so what we're going to do here is we're going to go by event we're going to take at least two events per podcast tonight we're going to do halloween horror nights 13 and 14 again 13 was the first uh, event that we participated in back in 2003 and we're going to talk about the events in general and then take the houses and put them in the various tiers, let you know where they land for us. We really would love to hear from you. You know, uh, Tell us what you think. If you agree with uh, where we've placed these houses, maybe you have a different take and you'd like to talk to us about that. I think it'd also be helpful to mention, Rex, that you know, obviously this goes without saying, but it still needs to be expressed, that we are ranking these based on how we experience them. right? So you can go online, you can go on forums, you can read books. Uh, and you can get kind of uh, legacies, if you will, of the best haunts of all time. But we're not looking at that stuff. We're, we're not talking about historically what does the Halloween Horror Nights fan community think about a particular haunt. 
What we're asking is, how did we experience it when we went through it maybe just one time during an event? Because we're both traveling long distances. We don't get to go to Halloween Horror Nights 15 times in a year and that kind of thing. So it's very unique to the Rex and Beast experience. Yeah, that is important because we have clearly learned over the years that there are different uh, feels of the houses based upon which group of uh, scare actors you get, uh, how they feel that night, how things are going, how the audience is. Um, and, you know, a bunch of our friends that live in the Orlando area, uh, their top houses move around all the time during the course of the event. And, of course, we don't have that luxury. So I think it's a very good point is it could very well be we have a house and you look at it and say, oh, man, that's way off. And it's just because the time we went through it, it was either spectacular or it was terrible as opposed to other times. So an important point. Yep, absolutely. So without any further ado, let's do it. Let's start with Halloween Horror Nights 13 in 2003. One of the things that sets apart Halloween Horror Nights 13 was that it was the first appearance of the director, one of the icons. And Rex, you know, we have said this before, but I just think every time we talk about our experience at HHN 13, we have to mention this, which is, I mean, didn't we show up on the scene just at the right time? I, 12, I think, was good, but 13... To me, as a historian of Halloween Horror Nights, even though we hadn't experienced it, when you when you do go back and you read, uh, we've read some of the books, some of Chris Ripley's stuff that he has written, looking at fan uh, chat rooms and forums and the online community and Twitter and everything else. It just really seems that around the year 2003 is when there was a turning point uh, for Halloween Horror Nights, and they decided that this was going to be something that they were going to take extremely seriously from this point forward. And then, as we know today, it's, it's, it's the biggest event in the world in terms of a Halloween event. So it was just cool, I think, that we showed up the year that things seemed to really kick into place. Now, maybe, maybe everybody thinks that about their first year, but I think we can really make an argument for it. Yeah, I, I think if I was really pressed to say what was the year that HHN really kicked into sort of the modern era of HHN, I think I would say 12, uh, based on, the, as you say, the historical review that I've done uh, and that you've done and we've talked about and we've talked to guests about on, on podcasts and talked to friends about at the event that, that have been to the ones earlier than us, but... The difference between 12 and 13, I think, is substantial, and it does jump forward even in an even stronger way at 13. So, yes, we were clearly right at the right time. One more year earlier may have been perfect, but I've got no complaints. Uh, there's also something kind of cool about 13 being the first one. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Okay, so do you want to get into some of these houses? And, yeah, let's uh, do it. Talk about it. What do you want to do? You want to start with Tier 4, Tier 1? What do you think? Why don't we move around? Why don't we uh, Why don't we pick one out of tier one and and start there? So we're gonna just pick one out of tier one. No, start there and then we'll move around and then we'll go back to the other any others in tier one. So, so just make this as confusing as possible. We'll absolutely. just jump from tier to tier and leave nah, people. Yeah, okay. I, th I think so. And then at the end we'll we'll lay, we'll 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 lay it out so you can play it out. You know, it's gonna be a little disorienting. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and and I did notice earlier that, you know, we're going to talk about HHN and, you know, the years generally, but parts in particular as well. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, let's let's pick then the first maze we ever went through 
which was All Night Dying. All Night Dying was at Soundstage 20, Halloween Horror Nights 13. By the way, Halloween Horror Nights 13 was in Islands of Adventure. I don't know if we mentioned that or not, but it was at Islands of Adventure, not uh, USF. And so it's at Soundstage 20, and we go in. Do you remember the very first thing we see? The very first thing we see is this big, huge, massive white sheet that has like a yeah, uh, a projector on it, right? right. It's showing the movies. And then the director comes out from behind the white sheet. I mean, it's the very first scene. And even with that, you know, Rex, we've talked about if we could go back and then see some of the HHN 13 mazes based on the quality that we are familiar with today, what would we think? And already I'm thinking like that first scene. Don't you think today what we would see in that opening scene is this like really elaborate uh, drive-in theater kind of situation where there's like an actual screen and there's cars parked there? I mean, it was basically a sheet on a wall with a video projection on it. And then the director comes through the sheet. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It would just be interesting to know. Yeah, it would probably be more like the, uh, you know, sci-fi drive-in restaurant at Disney or whatever. Uh, It would be the opening shot. You'd have the big screen, you'd have the cars, you'd have the the whole experience. But this this was very straightforward, which lends itself to the idea, don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but the idea that there is this inherent bias that you cannot get away from of thinking about those early haunts versus the later haunts um, that the the feeling the nostalgia the history and all of that it comes into play there's no way to avoid it no way and this is one of those cases because i still think of it as just spectacular which is why it's in tier one yeah that's why it's in tier one i think you're right you know the probably everybody their earliest experiences with hhn they have such fond memories about the mazes for those particular years and whatnot so that's the first one from tier one okay brother love tell us where we're going now um i tell you what let's uh let's drop down to tier four um we uh we only have one in tier four from hhn 13 and it's um if I knew nothing except the names of these, I probably could have told you this would be the one from Tier 4, just based on what you and I enjoy. Uh, and that would be Funhouse of Fear. Funhouse of Fear. Location, Thunder Falls Terrace, which I barely even remember. So we were over there at Thunder Falls. Uh, I wish I was there right now eating a uh, eating some ribs, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, Funhouse of Tear, you know, man, we have a couple of mazes on this list that jump up into Tier 3 and 2 that are somewhat, you know, circus, clown-oriented 3D. But most of those like that are going to be in Tier 4 for us. It's just not our thing, you know? All of the the optical stuff and the 3D and the spinning tunnels and mirrors and, I don't, you know, you think we would like that because I like Funhouses, but... No, that's just not what I'm looking for at HHN maze and for drop to number four. Yeah, and it just that. doesn't generally does not work. The 3D just generally does not work good enough to be a concept. So it's appropriately in tier four, in my opinion. Yeah, so we're calling that the fun house of toxicity. No. All right. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Well, it's in tox. It's in toxic. City. No, no, I, I know tier it. Tier four. Uh, oh, yeah. right, you're with me. I'm, I'm, I'm down, baby. <laughs> All right, where are we going? All right, let's let's uh, let's jump up to tier two, um, and let's go with uh, Ship of Screams in tier Ship two. Ship of Screams. You remember where Ship of Screams was? I sure do. It was at Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges. Bilge Rat Barges. Yeah, 
Ship of Screams. I remember you and I were really excited about this one because of the idea of the water and the ship. And we should just say, it'll be a while before we get here on the podcast, but last was it last year, Dead Waters? Or was that? Dead Waters, uh, two uh, years ago. Who two knows? Years two ago. years ago. Okay. We loved that haunt, right? So Three that, years, this, 27, 27. Wow. So that's a real... That's an idea. It's a theme that we really like, and we love Ship of Screams. It just didn't, you know, it just didn't quite have that something to get it up to tier one, but it was still a great haunt. Yeah, no, it, it was It was. It was fun. I, I think it had an overall uh, feel that was good, but the, the experience itself just was not quite good enough to be in a tier one. You know what I think of when I think of the Ship of Screams and Deadwater and all this kind of stuff? This is really crazy. Uh, I actually think of Scooby-Doo. And do you remember? I can imagine that. You remember the the little guy's head that pops up? That's like from that scare zone that you can see inside the diving helmet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that it was the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? Like the original run, and there's the fog all over the water. Remember, they get lost in the fog, and they cut Scooby Doo cuts a hole in the fog and like peers through it. It's so funny that you know I think of that every time I think of these kinds of mazes. So there you go. Um, back to tier one. Uh, yeah, actually, let's go to Tier 3. And this is one of the only HHNs that we have a tier with no houses in it. Yeah. There's, no, there's no houses in Tier 3 from HHN 13. Oh, I was really curious what you were going to say because I'm like, well, we don't have a Tier 3. That's so, yeah, it. it's good That's to it. mention that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's do jump back to Tier 1. And a house and a concept that is going to pop up fairly regularly uh, in the top level, I think, over the years, would be Psychoscarapy. Psychoscarapy, located in the Jurassic Park Discovery Center, which, by the way, right now has a big, huge coaster in front of it. What do you think about that? I can't wait to check that out. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to see. You know, One of the things that Universal and IOA together, I, I feel like, uh, is missing is a little bit of the coaster. I mean, I know you got the Hulk and, um, you know, you got Rip Ride and Rocket, but let's face it, Rip Ride and Rocket sucks. And I actually enjoy it better than you, but it's it's not a great coaster. Um, so I think it's going to be an amazing addition and can't wait to, to, to check it out. Obviously, they've gone this route a little bit with Hagrid's and... Um, you know, they, they, they realized, I think, they were a little short on those types of uh, attractions and rides as well. So I think it's a great thing. You know, man, I meant to ask you, have you been to, I can't remember, have you been to Islands of Adventure with your children? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so because I, I haven't. So did you, have you ridden then, how do you say the stupid dinosaur's name, Pterodon Flyers? Pterodon, Pterodon Flyers? I have not. We have tried every time we've gone. And every time we've gone, it's like two hours wait. Okay, because that's the only way to get on it, right? Still, you have to you have to go with a kid. Yeah, generally. Yeah. yeah. Let, yep. So you know, I don't think you and I have ever ridden that. Nope, that's not true. Uh, we rode it uh, on our very first trip to Islands of Adventure when they were not, you know, in two thousand and one, when they were not doing that. You had to have a kid. We've ridden it one time on our no very kid. first trip. I have trip. no recollection. None. I would have told you I'd never ridden it. Yep, one time. Huh. Wow, how about that? Okay, Psychoscarapy. What can we say about this? Only that it's one of the most legendary mazes, not only at Halloween Horror Nights, but across all haunts all over the world. Everybody knows about Psychoscarapy. And my favorite maze is, as you said, a sequel to this, 
which very how often do sequels are they better than the original in this case the original is unbelievable but I, I even preferred one later and we'll get to that but it's just it's just perfect it's it's the asylum it's the inmates everything is just carnage it's insanity uh, it's scary it's really a really really good maze you know I don't know if in this increasingly politically correct culture and environment, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, do they get pushback on this now because of the sensitivity to the idea that, you know, you're making fun of patients and facilities and whatnot? Have we heard anything about that? Yeah, no, I think clearly there is an issue there um, with the idea of mental patients or mental institutions and that sort of thing. There is a real push to for, for the haunted houses, the local haunts and that sort of thing to go away from yeah. the mental asylums and, and that. So, yeah, I think there is a push. I haven't specifically seen a big press for HHN on that point, but the well, concept that's, is that's clearly the thing, out there. I, I think I've seen it more for local haunts, like you mentioned, uh, some of those concerns. I, but I haven't necessarily seen that for HHM. But Do you remember the, the la- local haunt we went to here in Denver that was like that, that was in a school? Oh, yeah. It was pretty solid, pretty solid. Very, very good. Yeah, there was that one dude that just would not stop. Yeah, we were doing it as a, uh, as you know, obviously as Rex and the Beast on a on a media trip through. And, man, he wouldn't, he would not leave, he would not uh, leave, leave us, us alone. alone. Yeah. The Beast and Rex, actually, at that. that well, was, yeah, it's, that's true. That's true. Okay. Psychotherapy, love it. Can't get any better. It looks like we only got one more, right? No, no, no. There's two more. Uh, yeah, let's drop uh, drop down to, um, to Tier 2 here. And in Tier 2, we have Jungle of Doom. Jungle of Doom. A great name, I think. Yeah. Jungle of Doom. Located in the Triceratops Discovery Trail, which is a great place. Spooky back there. And, you know, the whole scare zone in all the area of Jurassic Park was just scary anyway. It was. And Discovery Trail, for those that are a little younger, uh, you know, it's where the Raptor Encounter is now. That's where the uh, Triceratops Discovery Trail was. Uh, And... Yeah, it's one of the reasons I miss HHN being in Islands of Adventure. Uh, I would love to see them. They'll never go back to just Islands of Adventure. It's too small. It doesn't work. But I would love to see both Islands of Adventure and Universal for a, 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 a an HHN because Jurassic Park area, the area back what was the Lost Continent, now it's Harry Potter. I think still Harry Potter would work as well. I don't know if they'd get the okay to use Harry Potter. Uh, maybe not, but... Um, bottom line is Islands of Adventure has a great structure and feel for a haunted event. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we haven't seen that now in, you know, years and years. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh, Jungle of Doom was good. It was basically zombies, but a a pretty cool take on that. Um, yeah, I remember us liking it quite, quite, quite well. I can actually, for some reason, you need these little strange memories. You remember, I remember us actually standing in the queue for Jungle of Doom. I don't know why I remember that, but I do, kind of what we were doing. That leaves us then with one haunt left. Yeah, that's right. And it is in Tier 1. So uh, pretty impressive that our first event, HHN 13, has three haunts in Tier 1, and that haunt is Scream House Revisited. Scream House Revisited? Again, this is in Soundstage 20. You say, well, wait a minute. You already said there was one in Soundstage 20. That was All Night Die In. But, of course, the sound stages are large enough that uh, they used the same soundstage for two different haunts. So that's how that works out. 
Um, yeah, so we didn't see the original Scream House, which was a part of which one? Do we know? Wasn't it 12? Yeah, I think it was. I think that's so. What I, that's what I was thinking. Let me find out real quick. All right. Getting yeah. our, I'm getting our director to uh, get it. Let's see. Our, yeah, our producer needs to get his... Get his butt in gear. Well, no, yeah, we, I mean, this is our producer. I called him the director because, because, the because it's HHN 13. Yeah, that's right. It was. So Scream House was 12. Ex- exactly right, which we missed. So that's a bummer that we missed that. But Revisited was awfully good. And you really liked this one, didn't you? I did. I really liked this one. Uh, I, I probably would have put it, well, I did put it, I think, when we rated him right, right behind Psychoscarapy. Yeah, I think that's right. So, so you know, I mean, how can you not like it? It's Haunted House ghosts bodies walking around just great right and and so as as we look at this where we come down on hhn 13 we have three houses in tier one immortal island all night die in scream house revisited and psychoscarapy we have two houses in tier two port of evil jungle of doom hhn 13 of course is where it's what we're talking about and ship of screams nothing in tier three and then in tier four, we have only one fun house of fear. So as you think about that, it lends itself right into the issue we've talked about, that maybe we have an overly rosy view of our first event or the yeah. early events, but that's how we experienced it. That's the level if we're rating them against the other houses based on how we felt and experienced them. And uh, I have no, you know, no issues with that whatsoever. No, no. I mean, if people disagree with this, we want to hear from them. But at the end of the day, they're probably wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. Okay. No, we seriously, we really want to hear from you. Those are our uh, three tiers for HHN 13, Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 4. What do you think about our selections? How would you switch things up? Let us hear from you. Uh, but we're not done, are we? We have got to now move to the next event, 2004, Halloween Horror Nights 14. Just very quickly off the top of your head, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of HHN 14, Rex? I mean, the first thing that I think about when I think of HHN 14 is Castle Vampire and the classic uh, lesbian vampire room. I mean, that's lesbian what I, vampires. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think of. I mean, that is, and I, to be honest, anyone that attended HHN 14, I think that's the first thing they think of. Certainly, any you know male that attended it. Um, or, you know, any lesbian female, that's got to be the first thing they think about because it was an amazing room, so much so that, of course, recently they, they did an homage to it um, in one of the um, homage houses. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, you know, putting the erotic and all that kind of stuff to the side, just one of the things that was uh, that the house just brought that 14, I think, took to the next level was this idea that this is, this is very much uh, not the not so scary, you know, Halloween party at Disney. This it was just kind of jaw dropping. Like, wow, this is a, a pretty extreme adult theme here. And you know, I it seems to me like that they backpedaled from that a little bit in subsequent yeah, years. It, it I completely agree. I, I think we started after thirteen and fourteen. I think uh, we started a slow backpedal, as you say, from from that. I, that was the pinnacle of it i believe um there there were some other moments uh here and there but that was an event that it's like you know what this 
this is pretty top-level adult event, to say the least. And um, I do think they backed off from it. But look, it was a great year. It was a great house. It was a great room. And um, I miss having that level of sort of adult theming. Um, and that's one reason why we can start. Tier 1, Castle Vampire. Castle Vampire, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, again, the... That maze just in and of itself, though, was unbelievable. The the, the detail that you're inside the castle, um, the the stone that, that made up the castle, even that room, the bedding, the the, uh, the elaborate bed, the uh, walking through and around. It was just an unbelievably good house. And uh, there were some scenes that were kind of chaotic. There were other scenes that were just, you didn't want to leave the room. I mean, you're just looking at this beautiful uh, scene kind of unfold before you. It was perfectly done, a great blending of scares and, and atmosphere and beauty and so on and so forth. I'm not sure if they've topped Castle Vampire yet since Halloween Horror Nights 14. It gets our strongest thumbs up. Yeah, I, whether they've topped it as far as a... A true house. I can tell you that there has never been anything that has come close to the emotions that we felt as we went through that house. Right. We were blown away, as you say, by the set work. We were blown away by the story. Blown away by the the, the famous bedroom scene. It was. A, we came out of that house, looking at each other, saying, "If this is the way these houses are going to be from here on out, we are in a new world, my friend." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you remember we were so taken by the event as a whole, but especially by that we actually stopped and took a survey as we left the park. We never do that. We always walk right by those guys, and we went back into a tent and took the time. And I laughed at your answers to the to the questions. It was great, totally great. So, by the way, the thing I think about when I think of Halloween Horror Nights fourteen is is Castle Vampire, but also uh, I think of. Uh, the parade it was the last time we saw a parade and i thought it was wonderful festival of the dead or whatever it was parade and it was using both parks right right and that's the only time we've experienced that as well islands of adventure and universal studios were both being used you can go back and forth and whatnot so uh, that's that okay where are we going from here um why don't you take take a pick okay well let's that was tier one let's come down to tier three and talk about uh, Deadtropolis. Deadtropolis being another zombie-oriented house. You know, one of the things that w- we should keep an eye on, does every year have something to do with... There's a maze that has something to do with zombies? Almost Probably. every year, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it's every year, but almost, if not all years. Yeah, and this is before Walking Dead, you know, was uh, aired and whatnot. So Deadtropolis was in the earthquake, earthquake queue, the now defunct earthquake. Uh, this That's where... Fast and the Furious is now, right? And, um, yeah, what about Deadtropolis? I think we just remember thinking, okay, you know, I mean, it's a zombie, it's a, it's a zombie maze. Uh, I think it was set like in a, yeah, I mean, obviously it was set in a, the, uh, the city, like the cityscape and everything. Yeah, it's like it was set in San Francisco. Um, I mean, the concept of San Francisco being there and, um, earthquake and all that so uh, yeah again nothing nothing tremendously special about it um when we went through that one i did like the name and um i thought you know it it wasn't terrible but nothing special either yeah exactly okay your your turn go ahead 
All right. Well, um, why don't we uh, kind of continue sliding down and uh, go to t Tier 4 Toxic City, and we'll get a Toxic Disorientorium. Uh, for... Yeah. Disorientorium. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I, even the name doesn't live up to Halloween Horror Nights standards. Uh, you know, it just sounds... It, it. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like something that would be at the Elitch Gardens haunt. That's what it sounds like. And basically, that's what the haunt was. Again, we got the spinning things, um, you know, dark rooms, and I, it just didn't work. I didn't like it. That's all yeah, I, I mean, the one thing it. it had going for it is really the guy from uh, Disorientorium is the guy, more or less, that's on the 14 shirt that I have right, right. That, that we tweeted about and, uh, and posted. And that is a cool shirt. I think we've talked about this before. You and I have talked about it all the time. Is We get more comments. I get more comments wearing that shirt than any HHN shirt that we own. Uh, for some reason, that shirt gets people fired up. Never figured out why. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So Disorientorium is tier four so right now in tier four we have funhouse of fear and disorientorium very two somewhat similar mazes okay let's jump up to tier two and in tier two we have horror in wax this was in the soundstage 20 uh, location i remember it quite well very very good this is one of those for me rex in tier two that could have bumped up to tier one i thought horror and wax was great um i, I love i love uh, the wax museum movies horror movies i think they're always very very interesting and intriguing um yeah so we see some creatures in wax come alive and i remember especially the the opening of that remember when you have the wax figures and things like that so uh i think it's a strong tier two yeah i i think that's appropriate i have to admit out of all the the houses in hhn 14 i probably remember this one the least just for whatever reason, I, I don't, I don't, you know, know why, but I, but I still have some uh, good recollection uh, of it. I do remember the entry, and uh, tier two seems appropriate to me. I agree with you. Uh, the wax figures and all of that is amazingly creepy. If done well, always lends itself to a, a cool haunt. Yep. Well, if we go back up to tier one on the other side of Soundstage Twenty, we have Hellgate Prison. And, you know, we've seen a decent prison maze, I think, over in Hallow Scream before, but this is the best prison maze we've been through. Is that fair to say? I think that's very fair to say. Um, I, I remember just being blown away by the overall set uh, and the fact that it was also, a lot. you know, I mean, here you have Castle Vampire. Hellgate Prison was also pretty intense. And yeah. I think those are the two that sort of led to the potential backlash and, and backpedaling because you had two that were both pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been some prison uh, mazes since that we didn't feel as strong about, but Hellgate Prison gets the tier one nod from Rex and the Beast. Okay, man, you're up. All right. Well, we let's let's drop back down to tier three for uh, for another, uh, which is Ghost Town. Ghost Town. So we're heading uh, to the town of Lightning Gulch, which recently made another appearance at a uh, more recent Halloween Horror Nights event. This was in Soundstage Twenty Two. Anything with a Wild West theme, you know, 
It, it, it can't be all that bad. Like, I don't think this... It would have been so terrible to get to Tier 4 just simply because it's uh, a haunted maze geared around the Old West. How can that not at least somewhat be cool? And it was. You know, you got the saloons and you got all the, the, the stuff that you think would be there. It was there and did well, but for whatever reason, it didn't make our Tier 2. Yeah, I don't I really mean, know if this, I know exactly why that is, but it Well, didn't. yeah, I mean, uh, some of these we have to just make a call on and move forward. I do believe this is one that could have easily been in Tier 2. I think it is near the top of Tier 3, for yeah. sure. Yeah, me too. Okay, and that leaves us then with one more in Tier 2, which is uh, Horror Nights, Nightmares. You loved this one, Rex. It's, again, a soundstage house, soundstage 44. So, you know, already by HHN 14, you've got the director, the caretaker, uh, Jack, Eddie, which is not as well known, uh, but you have these icons and they show up in Horror Night Nightmares. Absolutely wonderful house. And I remember you, you really enjoyed this one in 14. Yeah, no, I, I did. I think if this was a vote and a tier breakdown just of me without uh, you, this might very well be tier one. But one of the things we did is sort of work this together uh, to try to make where we both feel good about them, and we ended up in tier two. So, again, I think this is at the top of tier two, a solid, solid house. And I, um, again, 13 and 14 were two very, very good first two years which helped leapfrog us forward to the idea of we're not missing this event unless we absolutely have to for some reason, which is why, except for a couple of uh, years where you had some circumstances that could not be overcome, we have been there. Yeah, that's actually really funny because I was, I was giving you the big nod when you said that's a great point. I don't know if I've really thought about that before, but 13 and 14 were both so strong. It solidified the idea we're going to come to this event every year, except I missed the very next year. <laughs> True. So it's, it's kind of like, you'll stay here till you're right. Well, you're free you're to go. You're free to go. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's absolutely right. We, In all intents and purposes, we've not missed a year since. And um, and yeah, so, you know, this has Jack. And I'm not a huge clown guy, but we both love Jack. But you really love Jack. I, most things that Jack are in, you really are partial to. I think that's fair to say. True, true. I've enjoyed that. And, and yeah. it's not because of Jack. It's just they've worked out that way. Uh, yeah. You know, I have a great picture with Jack. Um, yeah. We have it on at the website. So. Yeah, he enjoyed that. He enjoyed I know he it. did. I know he did. By the way, speaking of pictures, I was looking at a couple, and I was looking at uh, some of the captions, and you, you posted one of me with one of the old blood blood bag uh, girls they used to have at HHN, and yeah. it just it made me laugh out loud because it was the year that we decided I was going to try to look more intense slash drunk with everyone <laughs> even though neither you nor i of course drink at all uh we were going to see how hammered i could sort of look as we moved along and this was one of the last ones of the night and i look like some kind of i look like jack going after the blood bag girl and you your, your caption was uh this is the picture that pretty much caused universal <laughs> to stop the blood bag girls <laughs> and I, I just cracked up because that is what it looks like it's like this is just getting way out of hand where was that posted you know, I don't know. I guess I guess you tweeted it. It was a tweet, tweet probably, because okay. I, I was searching through our tweets for some things the other day, and so I assume it popped up on uh, a tweet we did around HHN one year. And so, I, man, I was rolling. Yeah, I think we did have a have a part to play because one year it wasn't the same year. I don't think y you kind of went then the violent route, 
And you were, I mean, you have one photo with one of the blood bad girls yeah, up where there I next to head, MIB. My, head, my head's down. I'm oh, you look up. totally possessed. I mean, I look like I am ready to just take her head off. Serial know? killer 101. Uh, it's it's the most intense look you have ever given. Uh, it's incredible. So, uh, yeah, we probably had, you know. We, we, RexandTheBeast.com is responsible for getting theme park fountains fixed and getting, you know, Blood certain, bag girl certain, shut certain, down. Certain, certain items shut down. Yeah. Certain items shut down. <laughs> That's right. Well, what a great start. Um, should we just go through them real quick once again, just so we can summarize everything here? Yeah, let's just do them by tiers. Okay, do them by tiers. Halloween Horror Nights 13, Tier 1, All Night Die-In, Psychoscarapy, Scream House Revisited. Tier 1 from Halloween Horror Nights 14, Castle Vampire Hellgate Prison. Okay. And then Halloween tier, Horror Nights. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Tier 2 um, uh, for Port of, or Port of Evil tier. Uh, we have Jungle of Doom from HHN 13. We have Ship of Screams from HHN 13. Horror in Wax from 14. And Horror Nights Nightmares from 14. Very good. Tier 3. In the name of Tier 3. Once again is Night Prey. Night Prey. There are no tier three mazes in thirteen. For fourteen, tier three is Dead Tropolis and Ghost Town. And uh, for tier four, Toxic City. You want to stay away from these houses at all costs. Uh, we have Fun House of Fear from HHN thirteen and Disorientorium from HHN fourteen. So we start out just the way we talked about. Only one house from each year in, in tier four. Um, that will not be true for HHN 15, by the way. Yeah. Things are going to, things are going to, things are going to heat, they're going to heat up (laughs) and we've got to get these tourists out of here. Oh man. What a great start. I mean, what a great start to our, our discussion here on these four tiers. Um, this has just been so much fun. I mean, just to go back and think through these things again and, basically uh, ranking every maze we've been through at Halloween Horror Night. So thanks for joining the journey with us. Let us know what you think about our selections for HHN 13 and 14. Can't wait to hear from you. And uh, Rex, we'll be talking again very soon about event number 15 and 16. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, this is The Beast with RexandTheBeast.com saying be strong and courageous. RexandTheBeast.com. Join the journey.